0: To say goodbye. Italian words I cannot pronounce. Uh, If you didn't get it from my uh, little solo there, this week's topic is how to leave your church well. Uh, We hope you don't leave if you're listening to this and a member of Henson, but there may come a time when it's time to, to say goodbye. So we are doing this podcast uh, just in God's providence because Mark just taught on this topic. So don't take this personally if you've <laughs> left in sin recently or you have had close friends leave. Uh, it is always sad when people leave, uh, but it can be bittersweet too because we can leave well and that's what we wanna do and that's what we wanna talk about. Hope you find this helpful, enjoy. Mark Whitcomb, welcome back to the Disciple Henson podcast.
1: Thanks, Dan. Good to be here.
0: I like to give our listeners a visual. So you're wearing uh, angel wings and a pink tutu, and uh, I'm here uh, with one of those blue man group um, (laughs) outfits.
1: I'd rather wear your costume, I think.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess we both have daughters in ballet. Indeed. Uh, That's not really what we're wearing, but it's fun to imagine. Uh, Mark, if you ever leave Henson, I'm going to kill you. That's understandable, I suppose. Uh, actually, I would just maybe punch you in the tummy. <laughs> Why would you ever leave us at Henson? I, I don't know that I ever will, but... You don't um, have any plans. I don't have any plans. But uh, we do want to talk uh, today about uh, how to leave a church well. Um, you taught on this this last Sunday in the Church Covenant Life Together class. You were kind of a guest yeah. speaker for Todd and David Fisher's class. And we thought, uh, because you just were thinking about this, you just had a discussion with uh, some of our church members about this, that this would be a good time to talk about this. Because as you were looking into the class, you found that there wasn't a whole lot written. You couldn't find a whole lot of material on how to leave a church well.
1: Yeah, not not really. There are very few articles, um, really no books, um, not really any podcasts. So, And yet, it's something that... At least you and I have done. We have left yeah. a church.
0: I'm not saying we've left it well. We, right. want, we don't want to be presumptuous, but we, you know, you were a part of a church before this in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You left that church. I was a part of a church in Louisville, Kentucky. I left that church. Hopefully, we left it faithfully and well. Um, but we thought, for many of our members, there will come a day when they will leave Hinson. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to think about that, think about how to respond when friends are leaving. We're going to do that part more briefly. Yeah. But uh, first... Um, we have something in our church covenant about leaving Henson. Yeah. That may seem a little odd to, to people, but this is part of the covenant that we make with one another. It's towards the end. And we say, should we leave this church, we will seek another church where we can carry out the principles of God's word as followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. So why have something in our church covenant about leaving the church?
1: Yeah. So, uh, like you were saying, we recognize uh, not everybody stays at one church for their lifetime. Uh, most often, we—it uh, it is rare to find somebody who's staying at a church uh, for their entire life. And but there are people like that out there. Uh, Jeff Liebert is the yeah. first one who comes to mind. No, same same for me. That's the first person I always think of. Uh, but we we recognize that uh, there is something about kind of that change in relationship between uh, covenant bodies. Uh, that bears with it some uh, weight and seriousness. And for this part of our church covenant, uh, to be clear that we want people to be able to leave well, it comes from the implications of Matthew 18, uh, where Jesus is uh, instructing uh, on restoring uh, a brother to uh, the body of Christ uh, in that kind of process of church discipline and reminding the church that whatever the church binds on earth, Uh, will have been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and uh, for us to understand that theology of the importance of the church affirming a believer's faith not that the church saves or unsaves somebody uh, but that uh, we look to the church the body of christ to affirm what uh, that person is proclaiming they believe in in the gospel and that it's lived out in their life and therefore, uh, to see believers go from one church to another is actually our desire that a believer wouldn't leave the church and have no accountability because they are not a part of any church, but to send them well to another church where they are continuing to be established and affirmed by other believers.
0: That's good. I think for for myself, and I think many people listening never really thought about this uh, biblically in terms of the principles of God's word, particularly you referenced, uh, Matthew 18, 18. Um, I think, I think when it comes to like membership in a church or leaving a church, uh, more of the, the spirit of our age just kicks in, yeah. uh, rather than thinking about the principles of God's word and what implications they might have. Cause we just think, Hey, it's a free country. Yeah. If I want to leave, uh, obviously I can leave, Um, shouldn't we just let members of our church,
1: uh, if they want to leave, they can leave, right? Yeah. So, I mean, part of what you're referencing there is the recognition of how consumeristic our culture is, um, that I just want to leave to find something that fits me better. Um, you know, the, the, the church, uh, sure. We, we don't have any authority to say you cannot leave this church. Um, you cannot go somewhere else. Uh, we recognize there are other good churches and membership is voluntary. Membership is voluntary. However, um, we also recognize the importance of, uh, the authority of the church in a believer's life, that they would be accountable to what they believe and where they're going and how that's lived out. And for us to be able to send people out well, so we can't keep them from leaving, um, which is just fine, but we want to help people actually take that step, uh, in good faith and in wisdom. So to be thoughtful about that. So, um,
0: So, okay, so if you're someone who's maybe thinking about leaving your church, um, or say you have, you know, we'll make it one step removed, you have a friend who's thinking about this. (laughs) What are some, any other biblical priorities or principles that you could point to in making a wise decision whether you should uh, leave a church? And we're going to put aside, like, well, I mean, we'll get back to it, but like, often I I would say the the most common reason that people, like, at least leave Henson. Is because of geography, yeah. like they're moving or they realize, oh, we've been making this 35, 40 minute commute for far too long. And we're going to go to a church closer to where we live. Um, but uh, even, even so, even in those situations, what are some biblical priorities, principles that you could
1: point to in making a wise decision about leaving a church? Yeah. Yeah. So there are a few categories that I think through in this regard. And one is uh, n- not at all surprising, but just to be in prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, that we would take this to the Lord and uh, trust that he'll give us wisdom, whether this is the right choice. Um, And in that praying is uh, praying that the Lord just lay bare kind of our own hearts and our own intentions in those decisions. Uh, The second category I think through is what I call triage, uh, where we think about both personal spiritual triage. Is there anything in my own heart uh, that is kind of welling up bitterness or fear of man or anger that's that I need to get right in my own heart before the Lord before making such a serious decision, as well as theological triage. Um, if there are things I disagree with this church on theologically, uh, are those, uh, theological issues that are touching the gospel that are actually, uh, concerning because it's, it potentially no longer preaching the gospel or teaching the gospel clearly, or are they kind of second or third tier theological issues that, uh, don't impact our, um, Necessarily, the implications or the full understanding of the gospel. And so I want to do triage to kind of break that down uh, to say uh, what is happening in my own heart spiritually and and theologically what's happening in this church that might create concern. Uh, The the other categories quickly are just that I would be evaluating uh, the pros and cons of the church, Uh, not in a consumeristic way, but how has this church helped me grow spiritually? How uh, have the friendships benefited me? Um, versus uh, what are my concerns? Uh, Am I spiritually dry? Am I not able to find those relationships? Am I struggling spiritually because I'm here? Um, And to helpfully evaluate just kind of my own spiritual walk. And then uh, to talk about it. Uh, You know, as we pray about it and we evaluate ourselves, what does it look like to talk to others? Now, uh, you know, I want to be careful about that, is we want to talk wisely to those who know us well, to ask them not... Uh, we want to ask them to evaluate us. What, what is, you know, here's what I'm thinking through, help me think about this. And then to talk to the elders, to talk to somebody on staff, to ask the elders to say, you know, here's what I'm thinking through. Here's my concern. Uh, help me think through this better. Am I making the right assumptions? Am I understanding what's being taught and what's being said? And then lastly, is just in that process, be patient. Um, that I wouldn't rush to any conclusions, uh, quickly or make rash decisions to just move on to somewhere else. And so I think that patience and wisdom throughout, uh, goes a long way. Uh, and I think those who have even left Henson, uh, over the last few years, the ones who have taken their time to think through it and have the conversations have done that really, really well.
0: Those are some great uh, bullet points, priorities to get us to get us going. Now let's get kind of practical. So let's say you're at a church and you feel like um, you have a problem with the leadership. It could be you think the leadership's maybe too controlling or heavy-handed, or you don't like how they're handling some decisions, or maybe you think the leadership's too passive. They're not kind of they don't have their you know their grip firmly on the steering wheel, guiding the church in biblical ways. Um, Uh, what, how would, you know, if you, or you just feel kind of unhappy, you're, you're unhappy at this church, you're, you're uh, unhappy with the leadership, uh, or you're unhappy about maybe some, some beloved, uh, part of the church ministry, maybe going away. Um, should you leave the church then?
1: Uh, I I wouldn't just outright say, yeah, you should leave the church. Mm. I, I think what we, uh, kind of press ourselves in those situations is to actually have the conversation. Um, to talk to an elder for clarity on, hey, my friends are leaving and this is what I'm hearing is is what I'm hearing accurate. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Um, here are the ways that I disagree with the philosophy of ministry here and the, the direction things are headed. Am I understanding it correctly? To have those conversations. Now, ultimately, those might be reasons that combined would cause you to leave because you're just not growing spiritually because you're frustrated Uh, you're in angst and and for you to find a church, Um, but to just make that decision quickly without considering, uh, is this a place I should stay and realize I'm not gonna agree with everything that happens. I'm not gonna agree with every decision, but can I still grow spiritually? Can I I still see my family thrive here? Uh, And depress yourself to say, yeah, we're gonna give this some time to see if this is a healthy place for us to stay, even if we can't agree with everything. That idea of kind of just a difference of philosophy of ministry or a concern over a loss of a program or friends, I'm going to always caution people to not make a quick decision there. Take your time, consider uh, what it looks like to grow spiritually, even in disagreement with all of what's happening. That's really helpful. I think
0: uh, you made me think of something Michael said recently, and maybe it was in the last congregational meeting, is that uh, we would love it. We would love to have um, happy members like here at Henson, people who who want to be here. Um, and yet we do recognize the reality in a broken world where sometimes we become unhappy or we, we start to be suspicious of the leadership or we don't think they're doing all that they can be doing. Or again, like we the, the other examples that we were talking about. Uh, but I think a good question to ask ourselves in the midst of that process is that is that unhappiness, that lack of satisfaction with the church actually say more about the church or does it say more about me, yeah, uh, as as the person who's unhappy, and that can be a very difficult thing to concern because we can we can be self deceived. We have blind spots um, on our own, yeah. So just uh, having this kind of inward angst, uh, the word you know, the word you used, um, you know, if we just let that simmer. Hmm. And not talk to someone in leadership about it, not open ourselves up in humility, maybe to people who know us well and say, hey, and, you know, even think about maybe your past. Like, have you have you bounced around? have you been to uh, multiple churches and left other churches over the same issue? Yeah. So maybe the common denominator is not that just all churches, leaderships are are passive or too controlling or whatever it might be. But maybe the common denominator is me. Yeah, and uh, and that would that needs to be something I need to work through just in my own discipleship. And actually, changing a church is not going to solve the issue because, yeah. unfortunately, you know, you go with you
1: or I go with me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no matter where I go, you know, we can't get away from ourselves. It's hard. I, I think that's where, um, it, using discretion, uh, which I think we'll talk about here in a little bit, but using discretion and in, in bringing others in to my conversation that I'm thinking through to have them helpfully evaluate me goes a long way so that I'm not making a decision inside a box. That's good. All right, let's turn to
0: good reasons practically to leave a church. So we can even think of just examples of people who have left Hinson and and they kind of have come to us and they're like, you know, they've done all that pre-work that you talked about. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, uh, and, and we're kind of affirming them and saying, yes, uh, you know, go and God bless you. And we send you with the Lord's blessing. And we're so thankful for not only your time here with us and the blessing that you were to the ministry here and to the church family, but we think you're, you're leaving well, because of this is a good reason to leave. Yeah. So what, what would be some of those reasons?
1: Yeah. So I'll start with kind of the easier, um, big picture ones. You have a life change, um, you know, job change, you need to move across the country, Uh, We actually want to encourage those people to resign their membership instead of living in a completely different state and staying members here. We want that to be a meaningful membership. Um, You know, perhaps it's distance. Um, Can I pause right there? Church
0: members, if you have friends who have moved away and they're in the back of the directory out of the area, love them by reaching out to them and uh, asking how they're doing, asking if they found a church uh, where they're at. I think this is how we fulfill the church covenant and encouraging them, uh, once they find a church or once they kind of are going in that direction to resign their membership. Yeah. I think that's faithfulness to the promises that we make to each other. Is it not? Yep. Can I get an amen, Mark? Amen. Okay.
1: <laughs> One of the best ways, uh, that I'm always reminded of that is just praying through the directory yeah. is to see those names and faces and remember, oh yeah, I should encourage them to be established where they are in, mm-hmm. in a local church. Mm-hmm. So that would be one. I I cut you off. Yeah. No. So the, the, uh, another, uh, instance there is if, if it's distance, if all of a sudden I just realize, gosh, I live 45 minutes or an hour away and I drive past 30 good churches that I could find kind of close to my community. 30 churches. What are you in the Bible (laughs) belt? Yeah. That's how my (laughs) mind works. All right. So we'll put an organ like five, you know, okay. But uh, to recognize like the distance is keeping me from being connected to the church. Now I, I think you can live far away and just make the sacrifice to be with God's people where that church is and closer, you know, we in, have, we have a number of people who faithfully drive uh, a
0: good distance yep. to be with us. And then like, maybe they'll hang around all afternoon in yep. the church neighborhood to be with us on Sunday evening yep. where they're very faithful in their small group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are great examples. Um, I think, in, in anyone's life, you start to evaluate as a family changes or you change as a person, like, is that the commitment I want to continue to keep is to spend that time to get there rather than finding a community where I live. Uh, so I think distance is a a good reason to kind of make that change. Um, I think if there's a new ministry opportunity that you find out about, right, that could be a church plant. Uh, it could be helping, uh, just another church. You realize this church needs some help. I have a uh, some gifts and abilities that fit well, uh, you might only go there for two years to help strengthen them spiritually and then come back. I think that's a great reason, um, to just evaluate. Yeah. uh, This is a way that God can use me. Uh, I think when we get down to, um, some other kind of harder concerns to that perhaps have some gray areas, I think we've have had some folks who have left well, just recognizing kind of a difference in philosophy, um, or even understanding of some broader political things uh, that they have realized, oh, uh, you know, we can still fellowship as brothers and sisters in Christ, but as far as a healthy place for me and what I'm convicted of and believe is right, uh, it's a struggle to stay here. And I think those are good conversations to have. It's very gray, again, because I'd encourage people to be willing to sit under things that might grate against your conscience a little bit, to deal with and work through, um, and, and just be more strengthened in what you believe and what you think scripture talks about. Uh, but those kind of gray areas of philosophy of ministry or kind of broader, um, whether that's social or political ideas, um, that you might determine, uh, I, I don't know that I should stay here because I know there are other churches that teach closer to what I believe and what my conscience holds to.
0: So let's get practical. Uh, what, let's say someone thinks that, um, that their, they, their baptism as an infant, so mm. is sufficient. And yet we are a Baptist church. Yeah. Um, and so we teach believers baptism. Um, should that person stay at Henson or, or go to another church that believes in pedo-baptism?
1: Yeah. Uh, I would encourage them to go to another church that, uh, teaches pedo-baptism so that they could be a faithful, accountable member there. Okay. Um, there's a number of other issues. I don't, that was just the first one that came to mind because
0: it's a common one. We have real, you know, brothers and sisters, faithful brothers and sisters that we love, but who are convinced of, you know, paid baptism. Yeah. Um, now what if someone comes to the conviction that in order to be a Christian and be a part of a church, you need to be Republican and they don't hear that being preached and taught that like, Christianity equals a commitment to the Republican Party. Um,
1: Should that person stay here or leave? I would encourage them to stay as long as they can continue to grow spiritually. But if it becomes such a block that they cannot listen to a sermon or listen to any biblical teaching without that filter, and they're just angry about it or frustrated, then I think they should find another church that uh, they can be comfortable in and listen to the teaching but I would first challenge them to be willing to sit and listen and be challenged.
0: And, uh, and then finally, third scenario. Um, am I making you sweat a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. It's Uh, also
1: hot in this room. It is
0: hot, (laughs) (laughs) but good thing you're wearing that tutu, um, is, uh, okay. Uh, lead pastor, you find out he has a, a deep, deep commitment to the San Francisco 49ers and you're a (laughs) diehard Seattle Seahawks fan you're a diehard Seattle Seahawks fan can you stay in that church and be a happy member that
1: scenario got much easier (laughs) the longer you talked (laughs) uh you should stay at that church okay yeah um and and actually uh I think this is actually a fun helpful example we have people in our church uh who absolutely cheer for other teams other than what some of the pastoral staff might cheer for. And they have lovingly bought the pastors, the the team paraphernalia uh, that the pastor loves. Thank you, Dan Grady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh,
0: any other good reasons you want to highlight on a practical level uh, to leave the church? Cause we need to, you know, we got to be negative too. We got to talk yeah. about reasons.
1: Yeah. So sure. I think um, the one thing that we haven't really talked about, um, Well, uh, uh, two things. One's really quick. I think if you are just spiritually stagnant, if you are not just growing and joyful and kind of where you are spiritually, um, and you're not, uh, struggling with sin, I think those are three categories, someone who struggles deeply with sin and you're kind of working through some sin issues, stay where you are. Um, if you're really joyful and thriving and, and loving ministry and what you're able to participate in, stay where you are. But if you're just stagnant and dry in your spiritual walk and you're not sure what steps to take, I think that's a legitimate reason to start considering, is there a, another healthy body to be a part of? Uh, the last category that I'd mentioned that we haven't talked about that's fairly significant um, is that area of just theological concern. If you feel that that church uh, is no longer uh, preaching the gospel and has uh, begun to muddle the clarity of scripture, uh, it is worth engaging the conversation but it is, it is a good reason to leave if you uh, are convicted that that church is no longer preaching the gospel. Mm, that's good. Um, we've already started to get
0: into some reasons uh, not to leave with the examples that uh, yeah. I sprung on you. Um any examples of? Well, actually, let me just say another passage that's been helpful for me in scripture that actually isn't addressing this issue, but I think it provides a framework for how we think about just making change in our lives. Um, my uh, my friend Gustav gave this to me, I think, from a, a book, First um, Corinthians seven, eight, and nine. This is about uh, marriage, remarriage, and being married to like an unbeliever. I say to the unmarried and to the widows. Uh, it is good for them if they remain as I am, If, but if they do not have self-control, they should marry since it is better to marry than to burn with the desire. You might be thinking, what in the world does that have to do with staying here? <laughs> but I think uh, I think in general, what Paul is arguing in, in the context of marriage is stay in the position that God has put you in unless there is a, a compelling reason, like we see here in 1 Corinthians uh, 7, 9, um, to leave. Yeah. And, uh, because it is better to, uh, to, to stay or to stay in the position that you are in rather than here it says burning with desire, but maybe being increasingly stagnant mm-hmm. or unhappy with the ministry. Yeah. Um, you will not be a blessing to yeah. the church family. And that's the point actually yeah. of the church yeah. is actually not to serve your, meet your spiritual or relational needs, but yeah. to be, uh, uh, kind of, uh, instrument in God's hands for the sake of the, the church family. All right. So,
1: um, examples of leaving poorly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anybody that is leaving just divisively mm-hmm. where you're going around trying to convince everybody that what you believe is the right thing. Uh, you know what uh, the reality is you might be in a church. I don't, know that this would happen to Henson, but you might be in a church where you're right. Mm -hmm. And, and the theology or whatever it might be that you disagree with is wrong. Uh, Even in that scenario, I would encourage that person to leave without being divisive, um, to challenge people with the truth, but be able to walk away and entrust those uh, people to the Lord, that the Lord will work in their hearts. And so to be ones who are not speaking uh, ill of anyone else, of uh, trying to convince people to follow your viewpoint against, uh, the leaders of the church or someone else in that church. Uh, but to be able to speak graciously and kindly, um, I I think leaving divisively is one of the major issues of just creating disunity within the church as if that's going to make things better, right? As Mm -hmm. if that's going to make your life better Mm -hmm. and your spiritual walk better. Uh, it it's, uh, it's a lie from the devil. Um, if, if we think that we can be divisive and that's going to work out well. So if, if you are having, you know,
0: disagreements about philosophy of ministry or something, we would encourage people to share that with a leader. Mm-hmm. If they, if, you, if you're not able to convince that church leader of your perspective, you know, uh, have some humility, you may be wrong or you're not going, you don't want to subvert, uh, undermine yeah. the leadership of that church. Uh, it's a precious thing, the unity of the church. So we would encourage people to, to, to leave well, to, yeah. um, to understand what they can, what they can say that is true, that still maintains the unity of that church. Yeah. And I think we've seen examples of that Hundred uh, here, yeah. here at Hinson.
1: And and even an example of somebody, uh, not leaving Hinson, but leaving another church in the area, uh, they had some, some concerns about, uh, women in leadership mm-hmm. and they went to the pastoral staff and they met with one of the pastors and I just asked for kind of biblical explanation and kind of their understanding of that theology. And the answer was very subpar. It actually had nothing to do with scripture. is all pragmatic. And that person uh, just let the pastor know, like, that doesn't convince me to stay here and that this is truth and I'm going to choose to leave, but I'm not going to tell everyone else that they should leave. Yeah. And they left well. Um, yeah. They encouraged their friends to read scripture and consider the truth of scripture. Good. I think that was a great example for me to hear about of somebody who left well.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so say you are leaving a church. Anything practical that you should do? um, You know, should you stand up in a church service at the end, at the end of the benediction, and just scream out, "I'm I'm leaving"? (laughs) Uh,
1: I would not suggest that. No. Um, Yeah, I I think that even uh, at times, if uh, you are leaving a church under kind of circumstances where you just disagree with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can leave well to provide encouragements, um, to that congregation of how they've blessed you of Mm -hmm. how God has used that church in your life. Um, and so if, if you're, you know, here at Hinson, like one of the things we love doing is having folks up on Sunday evening to share, this is the way that God's worked in my life. Thank you for allowing God to use you. Praise God. Um, it doesn't mean that they had to get up there and say, these are all the reasons we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say, this is how the church has been a blessing. Pray for you know us as we move on.
0: Man, even the world gets that, like the mm-hmm. the blessing that gratitude is. And if you can, uh, can leave on a positive note and leave seeking to think not just about yourself, but how you can encourage people on the way out. There's something just so, so beautiful about just saying thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and thinking of specifics of how God used the church or individuals in your life, uh, to encourage you and just thinking about that, even if you are upset that maybe the time has come for you to leave for any number of reasons.
1: Yeah. And I think that's part of, uh, what I would tie in there is if, you know, leave thankfully or in gratitude, but also, uh, transparently mm-hmm. that, y- you know, to those that you're closest with into the mm-hmm. pastoral staff and elders, That you can be clear, like, this is why I've made this decision, Mm -hmm. and yet I still love you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still love the people of this church. And so to leave in a way that's actually really prayerful, praying for that church, um, if you have concerns about what they believe and understand, praying that they have a true understanding of the scriptures, that they would have clarity, that God would work in that church. Um, Kind of that idea, even from scripture, of like praying for your enemies, that God would work and change them. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can't do that work in and of ourselves. Uh, we're going to do
0: this really quickly, uh, but let's turn to the other side. So we're going to turn away from focusing on the, on, on the person who is leaving to those who remain Yeah, to those who stay. And sometimes it can be more difficult to stay than to leave. Yep. Um, if you're leaving, you're like kind of looking forward of what's next. And, uh, and yet sometimes when you're staying and you have some close maybe it's a season where it seems like some of your closest friends are, are leaving the church. Um, how can we think about that? Well, like as, as we're experiencing the, the heartache and, uh, the sorrow of seeing good friends or people that maybe we've invested in or people we've counted on to encourage us or mentor us in the past and they're, they're moving on. Uh, how should we think about that? How should we respond?
1: Yeah. So part of that is recognizing that, um, you know, as friends leave, uh, it doesn't mean that I no longer have any friends, um, at this church to realize that the Lord might actually use those friends leaving for me to grow in, in new and better ways, uh, mm-hmm. with new and fresh relationships of people that I wasn't connecting with before. And, and so as those friends leave to listen and to hear what their concerns are uh, if that raises concerns for me to go and talk to an elder about that. Uh, but to be able to realize that the Lord hasn't given me just the four friends or five friends that I have. And if they've left, then I have nothing. No, this is actually the church body together. And in what ways will the Lord actually grow me in, in new ways that I didn't expect or even know, because I haven't had those other relationships yet. Hmm. Um, so to, to stay put and, and, and Part of what I would feel uh, if, if some of my friends were leaving was to be very purposely work with them and, and check in with them, that they land somewhere at, that is a gospel preaching church uh, to realize they can go to that church and I can go to this church and we can actually still be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to end that relationship because they went somewhere else.
0: Good. Um, are there ways uh, that we can think about when someone's leaving the church, like we want to honor them? Uh, if we're like, Hey, why'd so-and-so leave? Someone asks, like, cause they know, say you're close to someone named Billy Bob yeah, and Billy Bob's left and you, you were good buddies with Billy Bob. And this is not about you, Joe Cobb. We hope you don't leave. <laughs> um, but, uh, people are like, well, why did, why did Billy Bob leave? And you're maybe privy to some of those, that information of why Billy Bob decided to leave, but he, he hasn't gone public with that. Is there a way you can particularly honor? him, your friend to the church family and build unity as you think yeah. that's a really specific thing. It uh, is. Okay. It is.
1: I'll, I'll do my best and <laughs> you can clean up. Um, all right. The number one thing I would definitely say, like, you should go talk to Billy Bob yeah, and and ask him, let, let them explain so that it's clear. Um, but I would also, uh, do my best to describe actually, uh, kind of the encouragement in them leaving. Actually they've left well in these ways. Um, and we don't have to know all the details as to why they left. And I and and even to admit, like I'm not Billy Bob, so I don't know all the details. I don't know the work that's happening in their heart. Um, but to know that they've left, and you should go talk to them. That's fine. Go ask them specifically. Mm.
0: I think too uh, that's good. I, I think that's a good response. I think the thing I would add too is that we can honor people by not saying uh, more than they want said. Oh yeah. You know yeah. Um, So uh, don't get underneath like, well, what's the real reason and get all kind of conspiratorial gossipy. Yeah. But like, I know that the real reason that they left, like we need to take people at their word. And when they when they share things um, with the whole church, we shouldn't go ahead and like try to figure out a different narrative that's a little more juicy.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, guessing it making assumptions on on people's motives rarely ends well good call I think that's a good place to end
0: uh, it's my mother-in-law's birthday today so I want to leave, hey. leave to go get some Pad Thai Kitchen great happy birthday Mary Beth that's great happy birthday Mary Beth um, Mark
1: don't leave I'm not planning on it and uh, thank you for having this conversation today yeah this is a great conversation I trust it will be helpful for folks to think about if they ever decide to leave and if any of anything on this podcast as usual raised questions or concerns
0: for you you know where we work indeed and live (laughs) and
1: worship and eat most of the time yes